Empires and Billy West. Or Stimson J. Cat or Lynn Hart. Shut up, you fool! And I'm Dr. Zoidberg, and I'm saying hello with Professor Hubert Farnsworth and your old Captain Zap Brannigan. You're listening to Two Broke Geeks. Joy! So nice to finally meet you, Spider-Man. You're Nick Fury. I'm not the one who dies, kid. I'm the one who does the killing. Let's get dangerous. Alright, here we go again. I'm going to apologize right off the bat. You probably are going to hear some like loud like some like windy mute like windy outdoor kind of noises my windows open and it's mm-hmm. hot as balls right now so for right. anyone listening is like what's that weird background noise just roll with it it happens you live in an area where you got to get some kind of ventilation or oh god yeah yeah okay cool this is two broke geeks i'm matt i'm justin sweet and we uh Let's see. Should we do the movie we both saw first or last? I think we should do that last. Okay. So, you went and saw Midsummer. Yes. I went and saw the director's cut of Midsummer that was re-released mm-hmm. this past week. Uh, yep. And I will say right off the bat, I never saw the original theater run because mm-hmm. it came out at a time where I just couldn't afford to go. Sure. And it was in between jobs and all that fun stuff. Um, it's it's a good movie. I thoroughly mm. enjoyed it. Uh, it's a folk horror nice. kind of film that is also done from the from Ari Aster, who also did Hereditary. Um, Another one I didn't get to see yet. We'll have to fix that. Um, yeah, I know. So, but for those who have seen Hereditary, uh, it, this has kind of gone all over the place. Uh, a lot of people are saying that this movie is considered like could be a, a sister piece uh, to Hereditary. Others say that they prefer Hereditary over Midsummer, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Personally, I think it stands as its own film. Uh, if I were to choose between the two, I would probably choose Hereditary. Okay. Uh, the movie I, the version I watched was the director's cut, so it was roughly three hours long. All right. And I, and I, I was lucky enough to have someone in my theater who saw the original cut and told me the two, the changes they made, which are just they added two scenes, one that was explained as was a really was a really important scene that kind of explained some of the conflict in the film and the other one was just more of a a fluffer add-on and i was like okay you told me that i think i could figure that one out and so most of it seemed to make sense it's a very slow moving like very slow um it definitely felt a lot like I was watching a newer version of The Wicker Man. All right. So it's – I, I kind of know that it's about like some sort of 
cult, and that's about all I know. That's all you really need to know. It's uh, okay. it's really good. I actually, like I said, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, it would I watch the director's cut again? I probably would. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I hope that when it comes out on Blu-ray or whatever, that it just comes with both. Yeah, it probably will. But no, it's it's a good movie. If you haven't had a chance to see it, uh, I would. If I think the director's cut is still in theaters for another week, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, check it out if you can. For you, right, Matt, because cool. I know uh, I know sometimes some of the films. I think you would get more enjoyment out of it if you watch it at your place, but like if you rent it or something. Okay. Because sure. like I Probably. know, but, but like because it's it's definitely especially with because I know the theater you usually go to. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of stuff to pack or to unpack with, and I think. And for me personally, I'm glad I saw it in the theater, but I think if I ever, uh, I would wait until having it so because I feel like I would be more inclined to watch it more in the house where I could pay attention more. And also because it is three hours long and yeah. so pee breaks and all that fun stuff. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. I do want to see it when it's uh, available on like Amazon or whatever. Uh, same way I still want to see Hereditary. <clears throat> I think I still have a, a working digital code I can send you for that. Oh, cool. I'll have to double check. Yeah. That's cool. Um, did you finish... I've heard good uh, things about both. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're both great. They're, I think the, the one thing I will say, Ari Aster seems to have a, a common thread in the films in that cults and naked old people. <laughs> okay. Especially naked old ladies. All right. All right. So you were about to ask uh, me something. Did you get a chance to watch the last couple of episodes of Young Justice? I sure did. What'd you think? I I liked it a lot. I uh, especially liked the last episode where they decide to go ahead and make black lightning the head of the justice league uh that kind of made sense given his arc over the entire uh run of this season in particular so that was fun uh i'm very interested in what's going to be happening next season especially now that brion is an enemy of the justice league and the outsiders and everything um what else did I really especially like? I still am not convinced that Wally is dead, despite that whole scene with him and Artemis. Since they basically said that that whole thing was a lie that Miss Martian made up. Yeah, that was kind of sad, too. It was wicked sad. That was a good episode. That was so good. It's like, oh, I thought you said you couldn't bring anyone from back from the dead. I can't. Like, it was all mm-hmm. just magic and then... Miss Martian dressed as Wally, disguises Wally. Oh, it was so sad. Yep. Uh, that and uh, the whole kind of uh, dark twist there when Brion decided he absolutely had to kill his uncle. That was, that was oof. <laughs> that was, oh, storytelling. We've said it before more than once. Storytelling. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but also... But also kind of like the newer variation of Terra mm-hmm. and Deathstroke. Yeah. 
like I having like that be like a, a common thread throughout the whole thing, and instead of it being like the Judas contract or anything like that, it's just a. I want to say a better variation because the one they did before for the anime and movie creeped me the hell out. Because that was way more of a sexual thing. Yeah, I like him being in um, what's her name's ear, trying to get her to turn on. Oh, the Tara's. Out- Tara's. Yeah. Yes, trying to get her to turn on the outsiders, uh, even right up to the end. Uh, yeah, whole, it's like well, we've known the whole time. Uh huh. The whole brainwashing aspect, ver- you know, uh, versus like them treating her well, kind of thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, really excited for the next season. Hopefully, uh, I can't see why they wouldn't, but hopefully they renew it. Uh, it's already been renewed for a fourth season. Oh, I'm good. Pretty good. sure. I guess I missed that. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, uh, did you? And I guess the first episode of Titan season two is out. Uh, no, I haven't watched that. Yeah, and all I've heard from people who have watched it was like, oh, it's the same thing." Well, it's cool. The first episode of this season was supposed to be the last episode of last season. Right. So the whole thing of this first episode is it's kind of a weird first episode because it should have been a finale episode. Yeah. I'm not going to watch it. I haven't shown any interest. I tried watching the first episode. And I was immediately just thrown off. I'm like, nah, I'm fine. I, I don't need this. May watch this first episode just because I. <sighs> just because I did put in the time and effort for last season. Alright. You know, just I kind of want the payoff. But beyond that, I don't know how much effort I want to put into this season because I really didn't like last season. And the trailers for this season also just look bad. Yeah, of course. Like Robin getting in the face of the camera being like, Titans are back, bitches! Mm -hmm. And like, I'm like, no, no. Yeah. Not a big fan of that. Um... Stupid. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, I'm trying to think if there. I feel like there was some other movie stuff. Um. And, well, there was a new final trailer for um, Doctor Sleep, which I keep forgetting is coming out. Oh yeah, I kind of forgot about that too. Yeah, I've read Doctor Sleep twice, and. I'm still not necessarily excited for the movie. Like, I'll go see it, but both times I've read Doctor Sleep, I've been like, yeah, this is okay. Like, it's not as great as The Shining, but it's okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll, I'll check it out. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I, I the last time I saw a trailer was, we'll talk about it later, but when I went and saw It Chapter 2, uh... They had a trailer for that, and I kind of they had the newest trailer for before that, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Mm-hmm. Um, speaking actually, um, did you see the teaser trailer for Birds of Prey? I mean, yeah, it's not too much. Uh, yeah, 
<sighs> I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this movie. Like, it's there's not much in that uh, trailer. Like, I liked the opening of it where... You know, it's like the opening of It and Harley Quinn comes in and pops all the balloons and says she's sick of clowns. That's fun and funny, but in terms of, like, how it made me feel about the movie, probably no different than I did before. Yeah, I mean, I was, like, looking, like, I'll check it out, but I'm not, like, I'm definitely not, like, excited. No, like, I... I would like to th- it was a teaser like there's no way in that teaser to even tell what this movie is supposed to be I yeah. guess is what it comes down to like I want to know what this movie really looks like like now I kind of know what it looks like visually which I'm not super into uh, the costumes and all that don't get my attention but that might not matter if the movie itself looks decent you know yeah uh, I don't know I, I need to, yeah, like you said I need a full trailer before I can really make a decision if it's something I'm interested in mm-hmm. I will say of the um, of that little teaser trailer though, the brief snippet of what's her name as uh oh, crap, I have to look up the cast. There's uh. a brief. Uh, uh, she was in Ten Cloverfield Lane. Oh, I can't. I know who you're talking about, but I can't remember what character she's playing. Elizabeth Winstead. Uh, yes, but she's playing. Yeah. Um, I think she's. Huntress? I'm, I'm bringing it up right now. Oh jeez! Oh no! Oh no! Uh, Winston. Uh, again, amazing podcasting, podcasting, podcasting. podcasting. (laughs) Oh Oh, man, all this podcasting crap! Why is this being such a dick? I think it is. uh, Yes, it is Huntress because I thought so. Because uh, I'm pretty sure because there was a whole thing about the person playing Black Canary being like a Latina. Oh no, it's Journey Smollett that's playing Black Canary. Mary Elizabeth yes. Winstead is Huntress. Yes, I was yes. right. Yep, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, all the costumes are weird. That's all I'm going to say. Like, I don't, They are very weird. Huntress is one of those characters that I don't know a lot about, but she has a very distinct look. So yeah. she's got like the purple and white. And she's got kind of, at least classically, like a mask with points uh, that kind of sweep off to the side. And that's the Huntress I would like to see in a movie, but I don't know if I'm going to. <laughs> I guess we'll find if out. I, I might. We'll see. Yeah, it all really depends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the other news, uh, just movie news, it was real quick. It won't take a lot to go over but uh joker did win the golden lion award at the venice yes. film festival Ooh. which is pretty impressive yeah don't necessarily know i mean awards you know can be whatever like they're kind of arbitrary kind of weird that kind of thing don't necessarily have to put a ton of stock in them but the fact that uh it did win an award is very interesting. Yeah, um I'm 
way more like I'm all in on this film in general um but at the same time I'm still also very wary about what it might be sure because I know now it's because especially because it won like that as well as it got like an 8 minute standing ovation that's weird Uh, that seems like not true (laughs) almost Someone recorded the whole thing, apparently. Okay. Still, like, think of the long... Think of clapping for even a minute. Like... I know. Clapping for a full minute is a lot of clapping. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, who claps for eight minutes? Yeah. It's (sighs) insane. So that that also gives me a little bit more aware of like when it comes out, like the amount of hype that's going to come behind it, mm-hmm. which I hate. Sure. Yeah. Obviously. It's, yeah. It, it's going to be a lot. We only have uh, less than a month at this point till it comes out. So I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Aww. What? Wait. The. Uh, w- Robert, oh my goodness! Wait, did I, I don't know if I talked about this or not. Wait, what uh, just happened? I'm on Twitter right now. Oh, um, I think an actor I met, a, an old actor, just died. Nothing, not huge. Is it the guy that played uh, the voice of Lord Zed on Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? Yep. Yeah, he. I saw that. He did die. Damn it! I met him my yes. first year out here at a convention. I was really happy. Yep. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, I saw that uh, this morning or late last night, something like that. I did see that, yeah. Yeah, I just saw that. Lord Zed and Finster, I believe. Finster, he was also the eyeball monster, the voice of the eyeball monster, the two-headed flamingo guy. All right. Um, He was Brainy Smurf. His real name, I think we should mention. Let me, do you have it in front of you? Robert Axelrod. Thank you, yes. 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 Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, he also, I guess, was a Transformer. But most of his voice credits are from Power, Power Rangers. Rangers. He played, yeah, he played a lot. He did the voices of a lot of those monsters. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, like I said, I met him my first year out here in, uh, uh, of, like, of L.A. I went to, like, a really small convention center. Mm-hmm. And the majority of the characters were, of the... Uh, of the people there were uh, from Power Rangers. Yep. Huh. So yeah, it, it's I was like, oh, that's sad. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the conventions and stuff like that, I saw a video yesterday online that made me laugh, but I also thought it was pretty cool. It was a video of a woman dressed as Wonder Woman at Son of Monster Palooza. Going around killing monsters. Uh, like, she killed Michael Myers and she killed, like, a bu- And they were all, like, dying. And I was like, oh, that's fun because Wonder Woman would be able to kill all these monsters. And then at the end, she got killed by a child dressed as a predator. <laughs> that's great. Yep. I thought that was a pretty good video. If I can find it again, I'll share it on our Twitter and our Facebook and stuff like that. I thought it was pretty good. 
I'm looking at pictures of Lord Zed. I still can't believe that this was actually... I remember that there was a that lot That was of, a kid's show? Yeah, but there was a lot of outrage over the fact that, you know, parents were like, he's too scary, and he is pretty scary to be on a kid's show. I mean, he's a, he's a skinless person. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I never really thought about that till just now. Yeah, they kind of let that roll. Yeah. Although there's a pretty sweet Lord Zed figure out there right now. I'm looking at it on Big Bad Toy Store, and I'm like, ooh, I kind of want it. I have a Lord Zed somewhere. I have an older, or I used to have an older Lord Zed figure, but this is like the new one from the Legacy Collection, I guess. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I just found my picture of myself with Axelrod. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just going to save that because I'll post that a little later. Yep. But that that's sad. Yep. Definitely. Um I'm trying to think of other news. I mean I've read a couple comics. Yeah. Well, oh well, let's get week. the other set. Wait, before we do that, before we do that, uh just wanna send out uh Hope You Feel Better, Sid Hage. Oh yeah, uh, that's right. He got in some sort of unspecified accident. Unspecified accident, but he's also like eighty years old. Oh so yeah. So Hopefully I hope you feel right. better. I I'm I'm glad another gentleman I was very happy to meet, but uh, I hope you feel better. Uh, thoughts out to and hope you to you and your family. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Hopefully he's all okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah, I did read some comics this week. Nice <laughs> weird transition, but um, uh, I got through the. I kind of gave up on the freaking. DC stupid ass deceased? long ass the no deceased is great okay um that's a fantastic uh the fifth book hasn't come out yet but a new book came out this Wednesday called uh deceased to, to live and die or something like that mm-hmm. it's like a side story involving most of the magic users there was a cover somebody posted from deceased. It was a takeoff on the Conjuring poster. Yeah, it's that. It's for this book. Yeah, it's oh, sweet. Yeah, it's basically the story. It's the starting of the story of like, uh, basically they're trying to go back in t- Mister Miracle and Big Barda. Mm-hmm. Uh, Apocalypse is destroyed completely, so they have to go to Earth and get Mister Terrific, okay, uh, Booster Gold and Blue Beetle. And they all are trying to figure out, like, well, let's go back in time. Maybe we can stop it before it starts. And that that doesn't work. Uh, they get stopped at the time machine by uh, Storm Time Gliders. Some character. It's like, nope, you're, you've already messed with time enough and blah, blah, blah. And then John Constantine shows up. Hmm. Uh, and everyone dies except for John, Dr. Fade, and Zatanna. And they're like, okay, we have a new mission now. Wow. And that's kind of what's gonna happen, I guess. All right. Still an amazing book. This is such a great like Elseworld story. Nice. Um, but the one I'm kind of getting sick of already is I I talked about before. I got the majority of the DC the the offer starting their DC hero villain of a year of the villain. Oh yep yep thing. Yep. So I got all those, and I was like, okay, what's next? And the next one is all the dark gifts. So I went to go try and collect those. I saw them, and I'm like, no, Hmm. I'm not. This is stupid. Because there's also, I guess, there's also a series coming out. I don't know if it's a 
limited series or if it's another giant ass crossover thing called the infected okay that that looks kind of interesting i don't know i kind of gave up i might just wait till it's in trade yeah because it looks interesting but like because there's so many books involved in this i don't care i saw something this week about and it the batman books once again having bruce wayne out as being batman and i'm like they literally just did that like three years ago yeah they had jim gordon be batman for, like and oh and by the way they did that a few years before that when dick grayson became bat like yeah. stop it <laughs> you just find something new to do oh god and with comics yeah, i get insane. it's hard to come up with new ideas but like if you want to have somebody besides Bruce Wayne be Batman, at least let more than a couple years go by. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, it, but then, um, so I got a bunch. I read that. There was one I read that came out two weeks ago. That was part of the Year of the Villain. And it's a Sinestro comic that was, like, on issue one. Okay. Where I guess Sinestro now harnesses a new lantern called the Ultraviolet, which was explained a couple years ago or something like that. Okay. I'm not too sure. So he's like the only Ultraviolet uh, uh, lantern. And he and Luther sends him on a mission to take out these giant, uh, almost, they're all, it's basically the anti-monitors, but they're called something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're all going from world to world, destroying them, destroying worlds on their way to Earth. And Luther sends Sinestro to go and like take care of it. Okay, it's fine. Um, I don't know if I'll continue reading it. I just think it was an interesting like. Okay, so Sinestro again is working for Luther because of the whole Year of the Villain thing. Yep. I don't know. The Year of the Villain thing is both cool, but at the same time, the most infuriating thing I've ever seen. Hmm. I know that uh, there's another lantern that's going to be coming out, or did just come out, the the gold lantern. Oh, I didn't even see that. Yeah. Oh, boy. So there's going to be... That whole section of the DC Universe keeps getting bigger, apparently. Because why not put more lanterns? Sure. Of course. Yeah. It, let it be Larflees. Like, Orange Lanterns are dead. And now Larflees no, is a gold lantern. I can't remember. It's some. Uh, let me look it it's up. Some new guy. It might be. I'm going to look it up real quick. Gold Lantern. As I do some searching again on the internet. While podcasting, we're... podcasting. Yep. Gold Lantern Corps. Here we go. I'm looking it up right now. The Gold Lantern Corps. Uh. Draw their power from the members' unfathomable happiness and joy. Sounds like not one that we would be a part of, buddy. <laughs> no, definitely not. There are not many member known members are Sotos, Ta... Okay, so these are all new characters with funky names. Sotos, Taz, Yugs, and Krovac. So those are all new characters as far as I know, but I'm a little bit behind on... I'm way behind on Lanterns. Yeah, so might not be able to talk much about that one for a while. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know. Maybe I'll pick up an issue when they first introduce him in the comics. I don't know. Uh, the other comic, though, that I've been reading, that I started reading, and I'm not getting all the side stories for this. I already told mm-hmm. myself that. But I am getting some of them is the absolute carnage stuff that's going on. Oh, yeah. I've heard some pretty good things. Uh, I read the second issue, basic, and it's pretty cool. And it's basically carnage is just trying to take over the world and kill off all the anyone who's ever been a symbiote. Mm-hmm. Um, the sec- not too much to say about the second one except he has he takes Her- uh, Norman Osborn mm-hmm. and puts him back in a carnage suit uh, and he thinks he's the new Cletus Cassidy for some reason he's sure. completely insane uh, and then they're like trying to catch, go around catch anyone who's a symbiote so there's like a bit with like Mark Gargan who Scorpion who was a symbiote mm-hmm. Uh, him and Miles Morales, I guess, are fighting, and the symbiotes come for Mark, but not Miles. Okay. Which is another side story of Absolute Carnage. I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna read those. Um, yeah. Still seems interesting enough. It's pretty cool. It's basically spite. The whole issue is basically Spider-Man and Venom, like Peter Parker and Eddie Brock, be like, okay, what are we gonna do? We need to go. Uh, we have to rally rally up anyone who's been a symbiote. Uh. And figure out what's going to happen. Uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah, uh, I've heard good things about that book. So. There are two side stories I am going to start reading. One of them has started. It's Scream. Nice. Because I guess the Scream has been resurrected uh, in this. Um, still unclear what's going on in that, but it seems like fun. Uh, yep. And then there's one that comes out a little later that I didn't find out until the person in front of me... Uh, was ordering them for his pull list. Uh, mm-hmm. There is a series that's coming out called... Uh, I forget the name of it, but it's basically the Red Goblin miniseries from what was mentioned before of Norman Osborn cool. was the was the Red Goblin. Let's see if I can f- mm-hmm. remember what it's called. More uh, internet searching. Uh, let's see absolute carnage let's see if I don't know anything about the red goblin I still haven't actually gotten up to speed on um, that Spider-Man storyline that's one I've got to catch up on but a red goblin miniseries yeah I could do that oh red goblin red death okay comes out in October um I can give you the main gist of the Red Goblin right now. I mean, I know it's Norman, but yeah. beyond ba- that... Yeah, right. basically Norman decides... Because I picked up the issue when... He, I picked up the first appearance uh, because I was like, this seems cool. Um, basic gist is uh, Norman Osborn gets a hold of a part of the Carnage symbiote. Mm-hmm. Attaches himself to it. Goes on a rampage and gives Spider-Man the ultimate... Like, beats the living hell out of Spider-Man. And finds out right. it's Peter. And basically he's like, I'm going to give you an ultimatum. You do not put on the any. You do not put on the Spider-Man suit. You do not come mm-hmm. for me. You do not do anything. You just let me go about my business and kill whoever I want. And I don't kill anyone that you love. Nice. That's it. And right. of course it doesn't work, obviously. Uh, because he was because absolute carnage is Norman Osborn has gone completely insane and is in an asylum. Yeah, well, that doesn't. That's a that's a pretty 
standard par for the course thing to happen to Norman. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'll pick up with, when that series starts, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly what I did this week was I watched a whole bunch of Star Trek. I've been uh, making my way back to the original series. Uh, it's just kind of nice to watch something that is about the future that isn't totally bleak and depressing. Yeah. So I'm kind of enjoying that because Star Trek, uh, I've been watching the original series and I can crap on it a lot because it is super cheesy, but boy, do I love it. It's, it's, yeah, I mean, I, I was never, I, we've talked about it before, I've never been one to watch the Star Trek show mm-hmm. a lot, that was more my dad. Yeah. Um, and my roommate. Uh, I, but, I mean, I, all the stuff I watch, I'm like, this is fine, I mean, yeah, it's definitely mm-hmm. corny. Yeah. The one I, one of the ones I watched last night, and I posted about, posted about it on my Twitter, because it was so stupid, it's in the final season which was in the late 60s, so it was kind of topical, obviously, like a lot of Star Trek was. But the Enterprise literally picks up a spaceship full of space hippies. (laughs) And there's lots of musical jam band numbers where one of the members is playing some sort of crazy space guitar improvising song it's it's the weirdest thing i've ever <laughs> so stupid that's oh great my God. it was so weird and it made me laugh and it was yeah it was great but also stupid because <laughs> <laughs> that is the one thing when you go back and you watch the original star trek series it's like oh yeah this was made for television in the 60s, they had no money. <laughs> like, <laughs> all of these aliens just look like people. <laughs> it's a weird thing, but I do love it. I mean, the only other things I have that I know of is... I Okay. Uh, I found a show... I was watching some wrestling clips online. Yeah. And I found a clip, I guess it's a series... And I want us to do... It's like... It's it's our idea. Okay. Not really our idea. But I was like, this is still our idea. Um, Zach, two wrestlers, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins, mm-hmm. go from toy store to toy store. They look for toys and they talk about toys and they buy stuff. And they keep like a running tally of how much like each person spent. And I'm like, that's oh, that what we should idea. do. Yeah. <laughs> that's Why are we doing clear. it? Yeah, it's basically the same idea we've had anyway. WWE owes us money. I think they do. I think we've got a case. I think we can go back to our old <laughs> episodes and find where we've talked about this idea before. Yeah. Um, yeah. Other than that, oh, fun thing. Uh, I guess finally, I, I don't know if you ever got around to watching it or if you got too into it, but they finally announced the third season of The Toys That Make Us. Yeah, I watched uh, parts of the first two seasons, and I know I'm looking forward to this season because they've got wrestling figures, Ninja Power Turtles, Rangers. and Power Rangers. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I'm so down. I'm excited. Yeah, and so it comes out in November, and I'm like, I don't want to wait that long. But apparently they also are making 
another show called like the movies or TV shows that made us. I can't uh, remember the which. movies that the movies that made us. And I'm like, well, I'm gonna have to watch that. Uh, yeah, here's why I'm. I know a lot of folks are excited about the movies that made us, and the reason I'm not necessarily excited about the movies that made us is because, uh, if I remember correctly, all the movies they're taught. The weird thing is, like, the reason I kind of like the toys that made us is because they're telling stories that you don't really know. Yeah. But the movies that made us, it's like, I know... Let me look up real quick while I'm talking about it. Um, But it's like, I think I know most of the stories of these movies. Like, it seems like you're going to be rehashing a lot of things I already know. It's the newer generation of people that haven't seen those movies. That's what I mean. I, I think yeah. it's for like uh, they're doing Dirty Dancing, Die Hard. I don't know much about the making of those movies, but Home Alone and Ghostbusters. It's like, all right, I know a ton about the making of Home Alone and Ghostbusters because that information's been out there for anybody that loves movies for a long time. Um, and maybe the toy stuff had too, and I just didn't know it. Like maybe it wasn't as readily available. Right. Movies come these days with all those bonus features, and there's been books written about them. And there's also like specials all the time. Yeah, so movies that made us, I'm not necessarily excited about. I'll check it out. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, the there's a theater close by me that just announced its annual Beyond Fest lineup. Oh, yep. I tried to get tickets for some stuff, but I was like, I really shouldn't because I shouldn't be spending a bunch of money. Well, it's not that it's too expensive because it's like a month. It's like a two month long event where they just have like all these movies. They're doing like a 4K restoration of Evil Dead with live music. Um, Ooh, nice. They're doing they're showing one of the anniversary editions of The Exorcist with William Freakin doing. Doing like an intro, and I'd be like, I would love nice. to hang with William again. Um, yep. And also like new movies, like JoJo Rabbit. Dude, the trailer for that surprised the living shit out of me. Yeah. Wow, does that movie look good? I can't wait. And there's also like other movies. Like there's this one I there's a I saw a trailer for it. It's called Little Monsters, and it has um, mm. I. I cannot remember her name, but she was the main girl from Us. Lupita. Lupita Nyong'o. Yeah, it's like a zombie film, but it looks like it's more of a comedy. Hmm. Uh, It looks hilarious, and I kind of want to see that. Um, This other movie called Parasite. There's a lot. There's a lot of stuff. Boy, I feel like I might have seen the trailer for that one. Which it's an it's an Asian film. about it, you might have seen it before it chapter two uh, eight, uh I don't know it's like starts off as one trailer and then ends like a horror film or something like that I don't know oh no I didn't no I guess I didn't it see looks that. really good hmm. uh damn it all these cool like independent films and like from smaller companies mm-hmm. but yeah Jojo rabbit like I just watched the trailer for that again I'm like this looks hilarious yeah it does in not only hilarious it looks kind of like sweet kind of it's it's just it looks like it's going to be a good movie yeah (laughs) regardless how regardless about what scarlett johansson's doing right now (laughs) 
What is going on with her? I don't what the know. Fuck! Like, I'm like, come <laughs> on, Scarlet. This is like the second or third time this year she said something really just strange and controversial. Like, most of everyone agrees that Woody Allen's like a creepy pedophile person, and she's like, nah, he's cool. Yes. I'm like, okay. Like, oh no. Sure. Fine, maybe I. Uh, I guess. Yeah. No. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah. Exactly. Um, oh but yeah. And also, this is more just for you than anyone else. But uh, I've That's got fine. I got a gift of a Godzilla NECA figure, <gasps> the from King of the Monsters. Oh. Nice. Uh, one of my old co-workers from Amoeba sent it to me for being so helpful co- with her nice. helping with all her toy buying. Well, that's good. Yeah. Speaking is of it toys. The, um, it's, it's oh, I was going to say, is it the glowing the, It's the blue one. Nice. Yeah, so now i got to save money and get Rodan and Mothra. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, speaking of toys, actually, so they've been announcing all of the New York Comic Con ones, and you and I talked about it. Yeah, and I the, they've already showed you can pre-order online those like Batman, uh, Xenomorph, Green Lantern, Predator ones online. Do you know how close I came to doing that? I probably as close as I was. Yeah, it, for both packs, it was only it was one hundred and twenty bucks, and I was like, I was on the page looking at them and i'm like i just like I you shouldn't yeah no you already got i was gonna say you already are getting those right turtle ones i already pre-ordered the turtle pack i'm like i just can't do this especially since i'm going on vacation in a few weeks yeah but so i haven't seen i haven't looked on the last couple days of of it i'm actually going to their page right now because I want to mm. see if there's anything from NECA. Okay, you sent me that one of the giant Pennywise. The life-size Pennywise yeah. statue? Oh, that's so cool. But what, what <laughs> I'm so angry cool. about, and we've discussed it already, but so mm-hmm. Funko's been putting out all their Comic-Con exclusives and a couple yeah. other ones that came out that I'm actually interested in. Um, most of them, luckily, I don't. Luckily for me, most of the Funkos that I've seen lately, the ones they've been announcing, I've been like, oh, like the Purge ones, I don't care. Yeah, so, so like, like uh, I'm look here. I have the list right here of the exclusives. Most of them are like anime related, like some of the mm-hmm. My Hero Academia, which I like, but not sure. that much. Uh, or like, there's one. That I guess the the Comic Con, the New York Comic Con ones are for like three different pigeons dressed in little outfits. Eh, um, okay. Which I'm like, all right, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, some for Pez dispensers. One from the Warriors, which I think is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, uh, what's his Steve's girlfriend from Stranger Things, or uh, not Steve's girlfriend? Uh, what's his name's girlfriend? Dustin. The nev- Dustin's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Susie. Uh, Susie, yes. There, there was two that caught my attention. Uh, one, mainly because I'm a big fan of this guy's artwork. Uh, Wrong English, I guess, has a pop coming out that is a cross of him and Freddy, the Freddy Funko. That I just mm-hmm. saw the other day. I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. But the one, and someone needs to get this for me. 
One way or another, they have freaking one from Killer Class from Outer Space. Oh, yeah. I should have known that was the one you were going to mention. Like clowns from Killer Clowns. Yeah, whoever decided that's a fucking genius because I need it. I'm surprised they've only got one of them. They should have all of them. They should. They might down the road, but I (laughs) need this one one way or another. Yeah, there's a Killer Clowns house at Hollywood Horror Nights this year, and it's like, oh, that could be fun. I'm probably going to go to that. It's going to cost like $200, though. I know. Because, like, you can go for the regular... You can go for, like, a hundred-somewhat dollars. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, it is extremely popular. It is an extremely popular uh, event. Uh, Yeah, so you... You gotta pay to get the fast pass. Yeah, the fast pass is the way to go. Otherwise, you're never gonna get through everything. Yeah. Sucks. Uh, so which is like two hundred dollars, and I'm like, I might if I have the money and if I have enough off my credit card, I might just go one day just to say I did it. Mainly yeah. because of the killer clowns, because you. I know you just uh, you just liked it. I guess there was a water show. Mm-hmm. And they just showed off the killer clowns portion of it. Someone I know who lives in Orlando and loves Halloween has gone because I guess last night was the opening. Was last preview night or the night before? Was, was preview was week? Preview week or whatever. So he's already been through all the houses. Yeah. And uh, he said his, and I don't know if they have the same in Orlando that they do out there in LA. I think they're the same houses. Majority of them are going to be the same. There are a couple different ones. I know that the two Rob Zombie houses are different. Yes. I know that Orlando and, but he said his favorite one so far has been, uh, the universal classic horror. That one, I, that one I've heard. There's a guy I follow out here who's been through it already, too, and it's mm-hmm. kind of the same deal. It's like the Universal Monsters and the Killer Clown ones are like the ones. Yep. Yep. Damn it. Man. And me, I'm just over here hoping I or wishing I could go to Spooky World again. I want to go to Spooky World. Yeah. I need to I go to One Haunt this year. I missed out. I miss him every year. Mm-hmm. I just want to go to one haunted thing. I should see if La Ronde up in Montreal, because they're owned by Six Flags. I wonder if they're doing anything interesting for Halloween this year. I wonder if there's any... Well, I mean, technically, we can go when you come out here. I know, but uh, I don't know if I'm... Because I also want to just do... Because Halloween Horror Nights and the park are separate tickets, aren't yes, they? Yes, they are very separate <laughs> tickets. So I would, I mean, I'd be down with just going for the day, hang out at Universal, maybe go to the City Walk. Mm-hmm. But like, we'll like, have to think. Yeah. We'll, we'll have think to about think it. about it. We'll think about it. Yeah. Do we want to spend two hundred dollars each and just fast pass our way through the maybe. through the, that? It's a possibility. We'll talk about it. Yeah, I'm on Laurent's website. I don't see any Halloween events. Let me click on there. Anyway, I'll think about that too because LaRonde isn't that far from me. And usually, like, I know Six Flags over New England has Halloween stuff going on. And since, I, oh, here we go Fright Fest happening October 5th through the 27th. Uh huh. I could do that. That might be fun. LaRonde is only like an hour and a half away from me. I could go to that. That might be fun. Fright Fest. I'll think about that too. (laughs) 
All right, speaking of Fright, do we want to talk about It Chapter 2 now? Yes. Yes. Okay, hang on. Because I don't know if my roommates will be back. Give me just one sec. I'm just going to close my door. So Sure, sure. I'll be right just, back. Well, just keep recording. That, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to record because okay. I just found out that here on the LaRonde website, it says, Warning scarier than ever. Starting at 6 p.m., LaRonde will be invaded by the most terrifying characters. This event is for a mature audience and not recommended for children 12 and under. That means I definitely want to go to this. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, I'm back. From, I was just saying, I was just telling our listeners that there's actually a warning here on the Fright Fest page on the LaRonde website. This is scarier than ever. Starting at 6 p.m., LaRonde will be invaded by the most terrifying characters. This event is for a mature audience and not recommended for children 12 and under. Here's a question. We've talked about it a little bit, but like they're, they've started ramping up like those special haunts where like the, you have to sign a waiver and you, like because they can touch and do stuff to you. That yep. that thing you into? No. Same. Definitely would not want to do that. Yeah, it's weird. It's kind of uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Speaking of fun, though. Yes. Yeah, so we both went and saw It Chapter 2 this week. Mm-hmm. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. I liked it a lot as well. I will say I had a, some problems. Sure. Yeah. As did I. Um, my biggest problem is it's too damn long. I disagree, but okay. Well, I, I felt like there were some areas that maybe, I don't know. I, I, I also, the, I think part of it for me too was I went to the bathroom right before I went in Mm -hmm. and I had to go to the bathroom again. So I missed a snippet and I think that's the only reason, and that's the only reason I say that for it's too long because of bathroom stuff. Okay. Sure. Because I was like, I didn't want to miss a thing, but I really had to shit. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, but, uh, I, I thought that, yeah, no, I thought the length was okay, even though I had to get up and run and go pee. Yeah. I mean, I think it would be better if I watch it at home. Sure. Because I could pause it and stuff. But it, it, it that's always the thing that bugs me with long three-hour movies, because majority of the time... In that time frame, I will always find there will always be a point where I have to get up and go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't happen very often, but it like for this, like I don't know if it was just my body was being weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but but because I was that was the only reason I'm like it's too long because I just want to sit here and watch the whole thing and not get up. All right, I can see that. Yeah, that was the only reason that that was my complaint for that. Um, did you feel? This movie was funnier than the first one. Um, like it had yeah, way I, more of a comic overtone than the first one did. Oh, um, no, I guess I didn't think that. I guess um, I obviously Bill Hader was in it playing Richie, so they did get some more comedy in there i think but i don't necessarily think the movie as a whole was purposefully more comedic that's how i felt kind of um not this isn't a complaint by the way i was just saying i just felt like the vibe of it like it was still scary points but i like if i were to compare the two chapter one to chapter two Mm -hmm. chapter one was far more intense than this one and I oh, think 
Okay. Yeah, I that's... See what, yeah. I don't necessarily... Okay, your question... I think it was less tense, sure. And I think that kind of compensated with the funny, so that's why the way I worded it was kind of like... I felt like there was more humor attached, especially with Bill Hader, which, by the way, mad props. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill Hader was great. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I'm, this is yeah, this isn't much of a complaint that I thought it was too funny or anything. It just felt okay. like okay. tone wise, that's right. just I felt like this one had more because I mean that one part, the only real spooky slash part that most people I think jumped was when he just chomped that little girl's face off. Yeah. Just yep. like you forgot to say the cards. <laughs> yep, yep. That. Um, yeah, no. Overall, I liked it. I don't necessarily know as I liked it as much as the first one. And yeah, I've got some more nitpicky stuff with it for sure. Like, um, I don't necessarily love the way it ended, but okay, I also that's, don't. That's the same. I felt the I same also, way. I also don't necessarily love the way the miniseries ended, and I don't necessarily love the way the book ends the best, but the end of the book is also pretty much unfilmable, I think. It's batshit crazy, yeah. It's crazy. It's pretty much unfilmable. Although, you know what? The more I think about it, like, the the end of the book would be kind of like the scene in Doctor Strange where he goes out of his body and into the multiverse. Yeah. So, huh. Interesting. Yeah, I was, I'm, I agree. Like, I thought, I wasn't a huge fan of the way it ended either. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't a big fan of, like, go through all this trouble. Spoilers for anyone, obviously. Oh, sure, yeah. yeah. We can yeah. talk about details. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, but the way it ended where it's like they basically kind of bullied, bullied him. And I know the story is more, the, this second half was more about the, the, about the guys versus the clown. Yeah. Um, uh, but well, definitely. it's about them dealing with overcoming certain things. Yeah. Overcoming, like, Bill obviously overcoming this idea that he had, that he was responsible for Georgie being killed yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, and it just felt like, the ending just felt like they just bullied the, bullied Pennywise. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, they did. They they were like, oh, you, you know, the, uh, the idea of uh, things have to conform to the restrictions of the form that they inhabit. Yeah. So they basically just make him feel small so he becomes physically small enough for them to... Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It was, it was kind of a weak ending. However... I'm already excited because we know it's going to happen with, for NECA to make a spider Pennywise. Hell yeah. Because I will buy that in a heartbeat. That was so much fun. Yeah, it um, was. Other parts of the film that I didn't necessarily love. Um, I didn't like how meta they kept getting with the idea of, oh, the like they kept picking on Bill for the ending of his books sucking. Yeah. Uh, up to and including the scene with Stephen King. <laughs> yeah. 
Which, by the way, I thought was Stephen King's best cameo out of all the cameos Stephen King has made. Uh, I did like it a lot when he was the shop owner. I thought it was good. That was, yeah, that was fun. But they could have made fewer, because that's just a meta joke uh, based on the, what I think is incorrect stereotype that Stephen King books don't end well. Right, I agree with that. Um... I can only think of one Stephen King book that I... And when I said earlier that I don't love the way that uh, it ends, I actually think that they partially corrected... There are things about the movie, I think, that I liked better and things about the book ending that I like better. Like, I think in the book, they all... And I think in the miniseries, I can't remember... They all end up forgetting each other again uh, after they defeat Pennywise the second time. And I don't necessarily love that. Like, I, I feel like it's a better ending for them to have gone through all that stuff and remember each other and stay in touch. Uh, even though it might be a more realistic ending that they all forget each other again because one of the sad realities of adulthood is that you lose touch touch with people you used to care about yeah um but i think in terms of the story it's sort of a better ending if they reconnect even if they all go their separate ways and just stay in touch like by calling each other or texting each other or whatever uh so i did like that about the movie uh but one thing that happens in the book that i wish had happened in the movie is when they kill it dairy gets destroyed like there's a huge yeah. storm Buildings blow up, parts of the town collapse into a crater, stuff like that, because it is about how connected it is to the existence of dairy. So, yeah. yeah. But I mean, besides that, I mean, Jessica Chastain. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Oh, like, she was great. She's great. Uh, James it McAvoy. Mm hmm. Like it's a they had a pretty this, this cast was really good. Yeah, yeah. Um I thought they did a really good job of matching the adult actors to the child actors. Um What one was it? Oh, uh of course we didn't get enough of the adult actor who played Stan to be able to say. True, but, right, yeah. yeah. But Stan isn't part of the story very much, so. Yeah. And Oh, and that was the other thing. I thought the way they justified Stan's suicide was a little weird. Take like himself off the table? Like, yeah. I'm not goes, strong would, enough. Yeah, like I knew you would be stronger if I wasn't there. To, it, the whole weird – I don't know. It was kind that of That was weird. a little bizarre. I'm like, that's, I'm like, that seems like the exact opposite. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the things I did like uh, – Wow, I keep thinking of the things I didn't like because I want to get them out of the way, because they're <laughs> all very well. Because they're all very minor. Like I'm just only bringing them up because they, I don't quite understand why they decided to make Richie gay and in love with Eddie because it really didn't have any effect on anything except for being there. It, it was. It was. A, I mean, I would have been fine if they did more with it. 
right exactly like if that's what i'm saying like i don't know why they made that choice to really have it be nothing yeah because like when because you can kind of sense it when uh like during richie's flashback and like pennywise just runs up to him and is like i know your dirty secret like Mm mm-hmm and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, because okay. they also set it up in that scene right before when Henry Bowers uh, says, "What are you hitting on my cousin, you yeah. fag, or whatever he says?" You know, like, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah. It's I don't know. It's it was a very bizarre. I mean, man, it, man, that like that opening scene in the film where like, mm-hmm. just, like I mean, like uh, we're just beating up on the. Uh, beating oh, up on the couple. Beating up on Adrian Mellon. Yeah. Oh, that was brutal. It was so brutal. And, like, Ooh. I felt, like, it's stuff that, like, I'm like, this is really cool stuff to have and mm-hmm. to really touch on. But, yeah, it felt like it felt like it just was there. Well, that's one of the weird things. Like, that scene is, I, I had this discussion with somebody on Twitter. That scene is in the book. But they do more with it. Like, it's... In the movie, it's just sort of there. Yeah. But in the book, they kind of establish that one of the side effects of it living underneath Derry is that everybody in Derry is just more hateful and there's more racism, more homophobia, more like spousal abuse they don't really get enough into that so it's just kind of like oh here's this scene of this group of guys who happen to hate gay people beating up a gay man throwing him into the canal and pennywise getting him yeah rather than that moment really being connected to pennywise (laughs) that was a thing i think was also like very much like away gone from the first film as well because they're like well because it was very it barely was touched on like how the adults are always being so weird mm-hmm. um like i don't know it, it's, it's definitely a missed opportunity they could have done yeah if they were to hit on that yeah. um i will say just for like stuff i liked i did love the whole part at the end where they each kind of got thrown into their own personal terror when they're trying to beat pennywise oh yeah and um we got that scene that jessica chastain had mentioned with more fake blood than she'd ever seen in her life yeah um that was pretty impressive um there were some good scenes um in terms of like when like you mentioned the scene where Pennywise is up on top of the Paul Bunyan statue and yeah. it comes down uh, and the Paul Bunyan statue attacks Richie. That was fun. Yep. Uh what are the, uh, the whole scene where Bill is in the Hall of Mirrors I thought was really That well was done. great, yeah. Ugh. Uh that was a pretty freaky scene too when Pennywise starts banging his head against the mirror and Yeah. Just, that whole thing was good in terms of like tense horror because it's setting up this whole thing where you know you expect Bill to be able to save the kid somehow before Pennywise gets the kid and then it turns out oh nope never nope, mind. Nope, he's dead. That kid gets his head bit off. 
Yeah, and I mean, there wasn't a lot of gruesome stuff, but, like, of no. the gruesome stuff, like, they went full on with kid violence. Yeah, two kids got killed in this story. Yeah, like the kid, yeah, the aforementioned girl earlier that was under the mm-hmm. bleachers, and he, and Pennywise is like, oh, if you come closer, I can blow that beauty mark away. Yep. And just chomps her face. Yep. That got me pretty good. Yeah. I also really liked the scene where Stan's head turns into that weird creature. See, that's the that's the bit I missed. Oh, okay. It was a good bit. Yeah, that's um, the that was that was my bathroom break. Yep. Uh, the scene where the stuff starts to come out of the fortune cookies was good. That was fun. I just yeah. Thought the CGI was a little, but I mean, it's a horror movie made for a little bit less money, so I can yeah. forgive the CGI. The uh, the grandma, the the old lady, like. Oh when yeah, the old Jessica, the old witch lady. Yeah, when Bev goes to visit her, like you get to see mm-hmm. the end of that. Yep. Which that guarantee that's gonna be an action figure. Ah. <laughs> of an old naked weird lady. Old naked weird witch lady yep. attacking Beverly. Actually, I thought all of like their flashbacks were good because I also like the one where Ben has to go to the school. And he has that flashback to the scene with Beverly, and it turns out it's really it, and she's chasing him through the school. Uh, like the head's on fire, yeah. Mm-hmm. So good. Like, yeah. they, they, they did some really clever stuff with this. The only one that was kind of eh was when Eddie was facing the leper again, and they did they went for that weird moment where the leper opens his mouth and starts vomiting yeah. black goo and playing just call me angel. Yeah. I was like, that was or, weird. I was like, that was an odd choice. You, you, you know what else was kind of an odd choice? Hmm. Uh, Eddie's mom was his wife at the beginning of that film. Yep. I liked that. that actually. I'm like, that was really funny. Well, and there's a reason for that. Uh, I, that's why I liked it so much. Is in the book again. This is one of those things that they put in the movie. That in my perfect world, it would be like a ten-hour adaptation on like HBO or Amazon or something. Right. It would be because this was something they touch on in the book and then didn't touch on. Is that Eddie basically married? Which is they making it the same actor playing Eddie's wife and mom kind of shows it, but Eddie basically married his mother. Yeah. (laughs) Is what the idea is. She in the book, like not only puts up with all his, um, imagined health problems, but encourages them just like his mother did. Yeah. And she's big, like his, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And also, another thing that they didn't really do well was also Beverly basically married her father. Yeah. So, it would have been interesting if they had chosen the same actor to play, if they had done that as well. True, yeah. But what are you going to do? Right, yeah. The other thing I really wanted, though, was I really wish they had gotten Bryce Dallas Howard to play Bill's wife. Yes. Because in the book, they talk about how the woman he married looks a lot like Beverly. Yeah. I think Bryce Dallas Howard would have been a perfect choice because even Ron Howard has mistaken pictures of of, uh, 
Jessica Chastain for pictures of his daughter. Yeah, that He's admitted was... that before. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, that would have been a good choice. Uh, but yeah, overall, even though I've talked about all my nitpicks, there was a lot about this movie I liked. It's a good I'm, movie. I want to see it again. I want to do same as like Avengers. Like once it comes mm-hmm. out, I want to walk, do like a double feature. Actually, did you know? This is something you may not even have to do a double feature. Andy Muschietti has already come out and said he wants to film a few extra scenes so he can turn the two films into one supercut. I'd be down. I'd be down with that. I would be. So he could do more. Because the book is told out of order, it's told in a lot of flashback. It bounces back and forth. Like the movie, obviously, the first half was about the kids. And the second half was about the adults. But in the book, it's like kind of about them both at the same time. Yeah. And I think he is. I don't know if he's planning on doing that necessarily, but he has already said, oh, I'm not done. I have a few more scenes that I want to film to make a supercut. Sweet. And I'm like, yep. Give me that I'm, now. Mm-hmm. Also, Andy Muschietti is the latest director who is supposed to be directing The Flash. Really? Mm-hmm. That came out uh, either right before we last recorded and I forgot to mention it, or it came out right after we last recorded. I can't remember which, but he has officially come out and said that he is the new director of The Flash. All right. Yeah, so... Hopefully he sticks around because The Flash has lost four directors already. So, um, Because I think he's a good director. I think both these movies were really well made. Fun fact, um, kind of off topic of all this, because I know I will be buying it immediately. John Wick 3 comes out on Blu-ray on Tuesday, Ah, mm -hmm. and I need it. Sometime in the nearish future... Maybe after John Wick 3 comes out, I'm going to rent them all and just watch them. I think I'm going to try and pre-order the Steelbook for that uh, today Mm -hmm. before I go to work, just so I can go grab it. Although, even though I haven't seen them all, I recently heard a joke, I think it was about John Wick 3, that made me laugh, even though I didn't necessarily understand it entirely. It was still a joke. It was, somebody said... Okay, so how many assa- how many assassins are in this world? Like, you would think people would be getting killed left and right every single day with this many assassins. It's very true. It is very <laughs> true. Like by the by, like halfway through the second movie, it's just assassins come out of the woodwork and just plain view, and you're just like, and you're just like, so. And you just see rare people just keep walking around like nothing's going on. Mm-hmm. So that made me laugh, but I have to do, I do have to see them. Yeah. Oh, goodness gracious. Anything else for this week? Um, I believe that is it as far as I know. Yeah. I think uh, so too. Yeah. By the time, hopefully we'll have some more stuff for next week. Oh, sure, of course. I have to go eat some food before I go into work for our It Chapter 2 Clowns Only party tonight. Oh, that'd be fun. I can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yep. Hopefully a lot of people show up. Oh, it's sold out. Oh, good. Good. 
I will not be in. Yeah, I will influence. not be in makeup for it though. I will just be regular old me. Maybe I'll get a poncho. Yeah, I saw you. I saw a picture of you in a poncho. Maybe. Yeah, that was for like the opening night. Uh, yeah. So I'll bring that with me, and if I feel like wearing it, I'll tr- probably do that. Good deal. And like right. you, were, yeah. Before I interrupt you, yeah, it's better than freaking influencers just taking up the entire theater for not getting, like, not paying to see for it. Nothing. Bastards. Yeah, that's a topic for <laughs> another day. Yep, it sure is. All right, good deal. Well, that's it for this week, everybody. We will talk to you later. Later. Bye. Bye. The Two Broke Geeks podcast is a production of Two Broke Geeks Entertainment in conjunction with Atomic Geekdom. Find us online at twobrokegeeks.com. We're available on iTunes, Google Play Music, and the Satchel Player app for iPhone and for Android. Please subscribe to us on one of these services and leave us a review. It really helps us out. You can also help us out by following us on Facebook, facebook.com slash twobrokegeekspodcast, following our Twitter at 2BGpod, and following us on Instagram where we are also 2BGpod. Find Atomic Geekdom online at AtomicGeekdom.com and on Twitter at Atomic Geekdom. Thanks. I hope they remember you.